Section 72 of China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World Story, Volume 1. China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. Edited by Eva Marsh Tappan. Section 72. The Mandarin Language. By Pierre de Halde. The Chinese have two sorts of languages. The first, vulgar, which is spoken by the common people and varies according to the different provinces. The other is called the Mandarin language, and is like the Latin in Europe among the learned. This latter appears poor, for it has not above three hundred and thirty words, which are all monosyllables and indeclinable, and almost all end with a vowel or the consonant N or NG. Yet this small number of words is sufficient to express oneself upon all subjects, because without multiplying words the sense is varied almost to infinity by the variety of the accents, inflections, tones, aspirations, and other changes of the voice. And this variety of pronunciation is the reason that those who do not well understand the language frequently mistake one word for another. This will be explained by an example. The word T-C-H-U, pronounced slowly, drawing out the U and raising the voice, signifies Lord or Master. If it is pronounced with an even tone, lengthening the U, it signifies a hog. When it is pronounced quickly and lightly, it means a kitchen. If it be pronounced in a strong and masculine tone, growing weaker toward the end, it signifies a column. Further, the same word joined to various others signifies many different things. M-O-U, for example, when it is alone, signifies a tree, a wood. But when it is compounded, it has many other significations. Mual liao signifies wood prepared for building. Miao lan is bars or wooden gates. Mao hia, a box. Mual siang, a chest of drawers. Miao tsiang, a carpenter. Mao u, a mushroom. Mao nu, a sort of small orange. Mao sing, the planet Jupiter. Mao mian, cotton, etc. Thus the Chinese, by differently compounding their monosyllables, can make regular discourses and express themselves very clearly and with much gracefulness, almost in the same manner as we form all our words by the different combinations of the twenty-four letters of our alphabet. The art of joining these monosyllables together is very difficult, especially in writing, and requires a great deal of study. As the Chinese have only figures to express their thoughts and have no accents in writing to vary the pronunciation, they are obliged to have as many different figures or characters as there are different tones which give so much various meanings to the same word. The characters of Chochen China, of Tongqing, of Japan, are the same as the Chinese, and signify the same things, though these nations in speaking do not express themselves alike. So that notwithstanding the languages are very different, and they cannot understand each other's speech, yet they understand each other's writing, and all their books are common. Their characters are in this respect like the figures of arithmetic. They are used by several nations with different names, but their meaning is everywhere the same. For this reason, the learned must not only be acquainted with the characters that are used in the common affairs of life, but they must also know their various combinations, and the various dispositions which of several simple strokes make the compound characters. And as the number of characters amounts to eighty thousand, he who knows the greatest number is also the most learned, and can read and understand the greatest number of books by which one may judge how many years must be employed to learn such a vast magnitude of characters, to distinguish them when they are compounded, and to remember their shape and meaning. 
End of section 72. Recording by Todd.